If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. You just found the most downloaded fitness, health, and entertainment podcast. This is Mind Pump, right? In today's episode, we answered live callers questions. So we actually helped them on air, but this was after a 55 minute introductory portion. It's where we talk about current events, our lives, uh, fatherhood studies, and much more. By the way, if you want to just skip forward to your favorite parts, check the show notes for timestamps. That way you can do that. Also, if you want to be on an episode like this one, email your question to live at mindpumpmedia.com and then we'll have you on the show. Now this episode is brought to you by some sponsors. The first one is Butcher Box. They deliver grass-fed meats, wild-caught fish, and heritage pork to your door for one low price. So if you want to eat meat but eat healthy and save money, go check out ButcherBox. And right now, if you sign up through our link, you get ground beef for a year and $20 off your first order. Go to butcherbox.com forward slash mind pump. This episode is also brought to you by State and Liberty. This is really nice clothing, suits, and dress wear, formal wear, designed for men that lift weights. So if you want to wear stuff off the rack that fits, check out State and Liberty. It's uh, it's cool stuff and comfortable. You can move in it too. Go to mpstateandliberty.com and then use the code PUMP10 for 10% off. Also, this month we have a sale on some MAPS workout programs. It's summertime. It's June. So these programs are great for people who are looking to get fit and ripped for the summer. MAPS Cardio, 50% off. The Shredded Summer Bundle, which bundles multiple programs, 50% off. And the Bikini Bundle, which again, also puts together multiple programs, is also 50% off. So if you're interested, go to mapsfitnessproducts.com and then use the code JUNE50 for the 50% off discount. All right, here comes the show. A lot of people make a huge mistake when trying to get leaner. Now, of course, in order to get leaner, you have to eat less calories than you burn. So a lot of people cut out red meat. Now, I understand why red meat tends to be higher in calories. However, red meat's also very high in nutrients. It tastes good. It's high in creatine. So they're making a huge mistake. I have a solution for you. If you love red meat and you want it to be less calories, grass-fed. Grass-fed meat for the same cuts has far less calories because it's naturally leaner. Remember, this is these are cows that eat only grass and not grain. They tend to be leaner. So for example, 100 grams, so it's a small piece, but 100 grams of ribeye that's grass-fed is about 120 calories. The same size piece of red meat that's grain-fed is 196 calories. That's Whoa. a small piece. It's a big difference. I didn't know that. Big difference. So grass-fed meat naturally is leaner. So you don't want to cut red meat out. You want to get leaner. You want to cut your calories. You might just switch over to grass. I knew it was leaner. I didn't know. Doug, can you pull up maybe a, a an example? That's like, because 100 grams is nothing. How about mm. a, get, get like a full size? Give me like a 16 ounce like ribeye. Four ounces. How about four ounces? Well, oh, yeah. how many Whatever. grams is in an ounce, right? Not to mention there's more love um, in the grass fed meat. <laughs> yeah, compa just compare a normal grass fed steak, which is your normal servings, like eight ounces. Here, I right? sent you a screenshot, Doug. I want to see a visual. I want to see a visual of the, the difference because that's uh, 70 calories for just 100 grams. The more fatty the meat, the, the, the less calories in comparison. No. Uh, it would be grass fed because grass fed, like obviously ribeye is a fatty piece. So and I know that. So right. if you go lean to lean, probably oh not a big yeah, difference. no, no. Which ribeye is a very popular steak, so that's yes. a good example. So use ribeye, and I eat a lot of ribeye steaks. Uh, what do you got here? So that's the picture that I sent. But Doug, what's maybe do the math? Go, um, how many grams in uh, 20, eight ounces? 20, Twenty-eight grams in an ounce. Twenty-eight. Yeah, in an ounce. Right? No, 
That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, 20, 28 grams. Of so an ounce. 100 grams is then uh, four, four and a half, or six, or something. Like that. What is that? Was is that? that? Oh, no, it's fuzzy math. Sorry. We're terrible. I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, moving on. No, no, don't move on. Sorry, I know. Sal just did more of his homework before he brought this up. Okay, so I'm, one, I'm curious now about so this. So one ounce. I didn't know you were gonna do this. So yeah, I'm one sorry. ounce is 28 <laughs> grams. One ounce is 28 grams. So basically, four ounces is 113 grams. So that's a little smaller than four ounces. So double that up would be a decent piece of meat. Yeah. And you're saving uh, 120 calories or so or something like that. That's a that's a lot. 160 140, calories. 140, 140 plus. 140, yeah, yeah. 146, yeah, so 152. 152 yeah. calories. So if let's say two of those meals, two of your meals are that, there's 300 calories right there. Yeah, what a big difference. I yeah. knew obviously I knew it was a difference, right? Cuz I know that grass-fed beef is leaner, but uh that's a that's a much bigger difference than I actually thought there was. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that. Um, the protein is a little higher too. So it's not a huge significant difference, but that so same- Higher in protein. Higher in protein. Lower in calories. Lower better, fat. Better uh, fatty acid profile. Yes. So you get probably more omegas. Like how many omegas- So check this out. That same example I just gave you, 100 yeah. grams, okay? 49 milligrams of omega-3s in grain-fed. 98 So double. Double. Double wow. the omegas- how, you get seventy to eighty less calories in that. A little bit more, a little protein. more protein. Wow, how how can we never use this as a commercial before? Um, that's a good. That's a good. That's a good butcher box commercial. It is very good. <laughs> oh wait, we have butcher box today. I didn't even know. Oh weird. Uh, no, it's. Uh, I mean, look. It, it, I, so I noticed this myself a long time ago. <laughs> this is great. When I switched to grass fed, um, I got leaner, and I didn't realize it's because I had less calories. And so I was like, "What am I getting leaner? I mean, the same kind of roughly because I tend to eat the same things every day." But yeah, you do the math. It's like you know, you eat meat, red meat, two or three times a day. That's like mm -hmm. three, four hundred calories Still right there. Satiating. This is also another very satiating. This is yeah. also another reason, though, for the consumer who's tried grass fed, and then they the the way they make their decisions is solely based off of how things taste. It's like, well, yeah, no shit, you're getting extra, you know, hundred and sixty grams of calories and fat yep. in the in it. So that's why it tastes that much better. Yeah. So we did we do I I do the uh, butcher box tri tip. It's my favorite. Easy to cook. You know, easy mm -hmm. to save. The kids love it. I love it. And if I get a tri tip from the grocery store, there's like this layer of fat on it. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean that's tasty, but it is significant the difference. Like if I put a piece it's of a each block next of to each fat, other, you can see. Uh, bro, it is huge. It's a huge difference. Now with some cuts, I guess you could cut the fat off. But like a ribeye is marbled. Mm -hmm. So you eat a ribeye grain fed. I mean, I don't know how you're going to cut the fat out. You just have to cut every single piece. Um, but you're going to get less calories with grass fed. So it's just a better choice. It's a better choice for health because the omega-3s are, are, are better. There's more anti-inflammatory or low inflammatory fatty acids. And it's lower in calorie. And you get the same or more protein. So it's basically the – it's like the – the bodybuilding version of a grain-fed, you know, piece of meat. Yeah, that's right? great. Yeah. Now, speaking of our partners, um, State and Liberty dropped you guys off a nice box. Uh, you guys are now on the the train here. Like, love like, them. You've yeah. already had some of their suits, I love right? Them. So I knew you were. This love is them. your like first go. First time I did have a dress shirt though that I I had from them okay. for a long time ago, and that was like one of my favorites because it was so nice and comfy and stretchy like especially at the neck because the neck for me uh with collared shirts if i'm gonna wear a tie or something oh my it totally feels like i'm just getting choked the whole time <laughs> and i know some people are into that dude just, not, just, so. you don't want to be aroused while you're wearing yeah, it. <laughs> yeah exactly I need, I need to stay calm and enjoy you know you know what else. you know what the problem is for people like if you work out if you're a dude and you work out and you have like any muscle on your body you don't even have to be jacked just have some muscle Buying a suit is a pain in the butt because off the rack never works. If it fits your shoulders, you look like 
You know, you're swimming in it at your waist. Slacks don't fit because your legs are too big. Your waist is too small. Dress shirts yeah. are the same thing. Yeah. When you tuck it in, then it's all bunched oh, up because the it's so coat, big the when bottom. I go lean over to, to pick something up, feels like I'm going to sh- split it in half like that fat guy in a little coat yeah. thing. No, this is all tailored for athletic builds. So this is like the only, the first time I've ever bought like nice clothes, like dress clothes, and they just off the rack. They're, I put them on off the rack. They're so all in on that that like I, you should pull up their website. I think their website says stuff like this, like for like not out of shit. Like they like have gone. They're not trying to cater to any other market other than that. Yeah. So the founder is an ex NHL player. That's buff, why buff guy, right? And that was his thing. Was like, dude, I could never find dress clothes to fit me. No. Yeah. I always had to get everything all customly cut up and tailored. Which you end up spending a fortune taking a nice piece of you know a, a suit or a right. material and then chop it all always up. custom yeah yeah and so that was the motivation and he was like I don't I'm not we're not trying to cater to everybody and like all the woke agendas that you see with all these companies right now trying to appease everybody it's like listen this is what I I, I want to make this selfishly for myself and that's there's a market for it I know it I'm gonna go after it yeah. And the slacks are like they're they're. I mean, they feel like you can work out in them. They're like that stretchy yeah. material. It's nice, but that that stretchy material. Yeah, I'm excited. I got the full suit. They sent it over, so nice. Got to figure out like where to take Courtney. I guess. Mm. Did you find? <laughs> did you did you go to their website? Go to their, their, they have they have like a funny thing on there that I thought was like some people might find it offensive. That's why I liked it. You know, <laughs> oh, it's like not yeah. for, not for everybody. Yeah, it was, I can't. Remember, I, I don't want to quote. Build. If you could do twenty wrong. push-ups, I don't want to quote to be wrong. And they're like, Adam, that was the worst <laughs> commercial ever. You made us look like a bunch of assholes. <laughs> but I remember it said something and I was like oh shit they're not even trying they're like this is who we are you know? oh that was cool they got a guy wearing a full suit doing like backflips and stuff to show that you well so move. that is nice. okay one of the things that was so sick about this I remember I was with Marcucci I was out at the when that car show I, I was wearing one of their suits and he's like dude are you gonna take your jacket off you have to your, we, we, we had sat down had lunch where mm-hmm. I'm like dude this I said I took it off I'm like put this jacket on like feel this feel how and it, because it stretches I've never wore a suit jacket that feels so comfortable, you don't feel like you have to get out yeah. of it while you're having dinner. So, oh, yeah. so they say if your belly's bigger yes. than your chest, our clothes might not be for you. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, yeah. that's it. Thank you. That's Did beautiful. Andrew find that? Andrew found it. Where yeah. was it? It's it's on the website, right? Yeah, it's on the front page, right here. It's very small print. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, so I mean, that's I mean, they are 100 percent trying by, to. By the way, you know who runs into the same problem is uh, fit women. Yes, it, it, but they don't have a place to go. So unfortunately, this is just for men. But fit women, the, the what and it, it, this is even worse for women because then women just feel like they're fat. Whereas a dude is yeah, kind of like, yeah, size arm, up, yeah, 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 like, oh, up for my arms yeah. don't fit in the suit, honey. Sorry, <laughs> got to get a tailor, right? So we think it's cool. But a lot of women, when they start working out, traditional clothes or or most clothes, designer clothes, especially made for women, are either you're you don't have any shape, so it's just whatever, or you're kind of overweight. So they put them on, and if you have like glutes and hamstrings and good posture, nice delts and back, you put it on, and you're like, ah, I think, yeah. I feel, am I getting fat? Like, what's going on? I so used to get that too tight in a lot of places. Yeah. I've always hated getting dressed up, not because I don't like I like clothes and I like dressing up, but when I put on suits and dress shirts and stuff like that, they're like parachutes on yep. me. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that. you work hard to have an athletic fit and build. And then the shirts that I have to buy to fit me have, they're massive. Yep. And so, when, and then I tuck them in, they look like a big mushroom at yeah. the bottom. It looks, <laughs> it looks so tacky. And I it's hate like, that. Yeah. It looks terrible. And you, so, go, get, you go get a custom tailor. Which is yeah. Expensive. I can buy off the rack for them. That's I, so I, I can, I, I'm a double XL on their, on their shirts. And I can, I don't have to tailor at all. I can, it's, and it's a button up and I can wear that with slacks. What waist size you wear? 36. 
Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Right around there right now. Yeah. So, Maybe okay. 38 right now. I'm a little. Really? Little, yeah, when you were competing, right what was the waist at? Oh, God. My waist was down to like. On pants, not like what you wear, not, not what you measure. 32. Okay. 31, 32. Okay. Yeah, okay. something like that. I was down. Yeah, that's too. good. Like, I don't know what my actual measurement was around there, but my waist was, was really small. Yeah. I just imagine like some of the guys had like a cummerbund hack for that or something <laughs> where they had like the thing where they wrap around their stomach and. Sh- those guys do. Oh, do is that, that what that right? is? Isn't that, is like, that what that's for? What I never. I was just always like, it's, it's a, a weird stupid thing. look. It is but, weird. Some of these yeah. st- things that people wear, like, where do they come from? I don't know. What <laughs> is the history of the cummerbund? What is that for? Is that? It's got to be. That's probably what that's for. I would. Yeah. I would assume because yeah, like you said, it always like blimps out to the sides, like because if, if you have I hope broad it has shoulders. A cool history, like men wore it to stop knives from getting pierced. <laughs> <laughs> something hella tough. Yeah, something cool. Yeah, you, know? you hide your magic powders in there. Gun onto it. Powder. Held their sword. <laughs> what? Just magic powder. <laughs> yeah, dude. Just Justin at parties. Yeah. Hey, girls. So, just, I'm out of here. Here's the history. So it was uh, worn by the British military officers oh, in so the 1600s kind. in uh, colonial India. Uh, but it was designed to keep men cooler than wearing a full waistcoat. So I guess they just wear a cummerbund. But so, no shirt? Oh, no, they wear no, a shirt, no, but no, no, coat. no coat. Oh, oh yeah. That's interesting. Um, it's a weird. Kind of weird. Though. Well, we did. We had a revolution, so I'm not wearing it. No. What are the Patriots? You know, along those lines, shirts. you know, it's cra- it's crazy to me what a huge market there is in uh, spanks and stuff like that for undergarments to uh, to make you look like they start making stuff like that for guys now. Did you see that? Is there tight under clothes to to like form fit your body? Really. God, I don't know, man. I'm That's waiting. a hard market for guys because I feel like if uh, they were to make me some socks and make my calves look bigger, I'd wear those. It's got a pad. Yeah, it's like the pad. pad, the pad like <laughs> so, like when I wear like my fitted my fitted pads, like damn, like yes. this. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I would totally stuff my bra. No, you like, those are the yeah, same yeah. guys that look into getting synthol, right? Oh, bro, that's does, getting out of control. Does does anybody is it leave you? I thought muscles. No, dude. If you go on YouTube and go and just search it synthol muscles you got dudes and a lot of them are coming out of like india um i think middle uh-huh. east um asia they and look like water balloons it doesn't look like muscle or yeah it looks terrible so you i knew this was like a thing animal. for a little bit but i thought that kind of like fell off oh, man. it's still a thing yeah i mean it's obviously not so pop- i haven't seen anybody in person thankfully but you know, you know how dangerous that is it causes uh, necrosis in the muscles well i remember when removed. we talked to Pogolsky. Yeah. He actually said it's it's more prevalent than you think in in the bodybuilding. They don't world. do it to that extent. Exactly. Yeah. They don't have. They don't do it to like top yeah, it like, off. See, this is like thing. weird. Yeah. Like what is that? Oh, like his traps. Like it's just so weird. Look at the guy with. Would... Looks like he has boobs. Yeah. That's yeah. so dumb. I mean, that's just that's extreme body dysmorphia. Terrible body yeah, dysmorphia. Yeah, yeah. Weird, weird stuff. And you wanting, know what's wanting attention I was, so bad. I was just like, talking to Jessica about this yeah. the other day. The the body dysmorphia is so common. We only notice it when it's beyond um what's culturally accepted but if you actually think about it well yeah the amount of procedures bro, you, and things we gonna, do you're gonna offend hella people well i'm just I, listen, uh, when you think about botox lip injections but but implant i mean all that stuff is coloring your hair like like like, like everything we do to, to change our appearance aside from i'd say exercise even though exercise obviously no can yeah. be connected to body dysmorphia. yeah but it's okay so okay you can make the case for body dysmorphia it, that it's a, a, a but can't you also make the case that it's evolutionary too i mean it's to attract a mate 
So like there, there's a part of it, I would make the case that not all men and women that do those things are so insecure about their bodies that for that it works for the opposite sex or the same sex. Well, you're trying, think, you're attracting another, another mate. I think it would be, you would have worse body dysmorphia if you did some of the procedures that are accepted today, let's say 50 years ago, because it was less culturally accepted, but it's still a form of dysmorphia in the sense that you are not accepting your, your, your natural normal body mm -hmm. and there's obviously there's varying degrees yeah, but, of it okay, okay, hold on what if it's it's less about accepting it and it's purely as a strategy to get a mate like that you do you really think that, it, that all cases are somebody who has some sort of you know disorder or as some sort of body dysmorphia or is it like like I, I'm very happy with my eyelashes, but boy, when I do these fake eyelashes, more more men are attracted. Well, let me, to me. let me let me say it differently. There's um, uh, collective dysmorphia, and then there's individual uh, dysmorphia. Collective dysmorphia is societal, so we have these uh, expectations of what men and women should look like, and that's cultural and that's accepted. So it's probably not the same as like I'm super insecure about myself. Yeah, it's just. You know, this is like, for example, shaving your legs or armpits, like that's against your nature, but it's so accepted and everybody does it that it's more about just kind of fitting in. That's a, so great, what, that's a great example. Like, right. So my point is though, that, that, that there, that there's so much distortion going on that over time, more and more crazy shit gets accepted. Mm -hmm. Like you take a Instagram girl or whatever today and bring her back 50 years, bring her back 100 years, yeah. and, and everyone's going to be like, what's wrong? Why is that person's face not moving? Like, <laughs> yeah. why do they look like that? That's weird. Like, what's going on? <clears throat> yeah. But today it's like, you know, a dime a dozen. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, I don't I don't know if I could I totally agree. Like, I mean, I you think if like the, you know, take a uh, super Caitlyn Jenner or some like super crazy hot, you know, millions of follower model. Wait, Instagram isn't Caitlyn model. Jenner, isn't that? Well, what, whatever, oh, whichever one is the, the hot or, popular one. Sorry, I, don't even I think know. it's Kylie. Miss Jenner. No, Caitlyn is, it was Bruce. The father. Uh, the uh, father. It's slash Caitlyn. Mother. <laughs> yeah. mother, the mother. Mother now. Yeah. Adam's like, she's hot, whatever. <laughs> what were you saying? But anyway. <laughs> what? I bad, bad Instagram model example, right? <laughs> I don't think it's how bad model. I am. I don't, I don't have enough of these uh, these Instagram models I follow, right? Give me give me the Tim name. Do your homework. Give me a name of like some Instagram model that's got millions of followers that everybody. Well, Kim Kardashian talks over there. Okay, no, no, Kim Kardashian. You take Kim. How old is Kim Kardashian? Forty. She's forty, right? Must be around there. But yeah, okay. So let's use so her. So take her as, take as her. a forty-year-old mother. Okay, forty-year-old woman. Go back to 1923, 100 years ago. Okay. You don't think if she was walking around, people would be like, what is what I think all the women would be on? like, what the fuck is going on? But I don't think the men would. I do. Oh, I think it gets accepted. Know. And then because it gets accepted, and then that's considered, okay, this is attractive. But I think back then people were like, what is wrong with this woman? Why does she look like that? What's She's going on? She's 42 now. 42. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if I agree with that. I agree with you that women would absolutely you judge don't yeah. a fake butt. That's no different than today though. And, and. You don't think a fake butt and fake boobs, a hundred years ago, one hundred fifty years ago, that it wouldn't that it, people wouldn't be like that doesn't look right. Now it's well, so like accepted. Okay, that yeah, I think there'd be more vocal people about the whole shame thing. I think I think we've uh, that's been a uh, an area that I think culturally we've been trying to eliminate the shame and bullying like yeah. so much and so aggressively that uh, like it, it has exaggerated a lot of these it, features. Wait, you're, hold it, on. You're you making, it's also, Justin's always it's making like, the it, case for bullying. But you're, I'm just you're, saying, dude. Bullies <laughs> had a place. <laughs> Bring back bullying. He's, 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 hey, back. he's always trying to shoehorn that. Have you noticed? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's Come on, dude. We need some biffs. <laughs> we don't kick enough ass. You know what I'm saying? We need some chats and some biffs. Okay, so based off of your theory, okay, because we look at how much even men's 
bodybuilding is 100 so take me we were just talking about this the other day in prime physique condition you put me back in the 20s and you think women would be like oh yeah oh i don't think so uh, at that extreme yeah yes yeah okay you just told a story about never in your life you'd seen someone get catcalled until you walked around with yeah. me when i looked like well, that, hold that hold and on. and i'm getting catcalled in in, in now's time now and you don't think that the women I'll, would find I'll, that i'll say this i'll say this i don't uh, think so you were borderline you were borderline but you, you let's okay but even then if you look at a what they considered in 1920 first of all look at the bodybuilders of 1920 and they would have people circling them and they had like myths around them like, oh, that person's narcissistic. They're, they're a meathead. Like, what is going on? That looks weird for them. Now, you looked way sh more shredded than yeah. they did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, so I don't- You'd be a circus okay, we're, 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 There's different things that we're, we're arguing right now. I don't think that there wouldn't be like, what the hell? I've never seen something like that if they saw my physique back then you or think you saw- be attracted to it But more. I still think they'd be attracted yeah. to it. I think I think the woman would still be attracted to that. I think the man would see Kim Kardashian no, I'll and use, still be attracted no, to I'll, that. No, I'll use some other examples, okay? Their heads if, would explode. I'll use some more examples. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At <laughs> some point, at some point, you're going to see people do weird shit like get themselves elf-looking ears and- and like, because and now anime and 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 the they're whole already world. doing it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that pretty soon is going to be acceptable. People are going to walk and around with animal, that well, animal like there's features. Different things that you're yeah. you're saying right now, like accepted and us being attracted to it and body dysmorphia. I am making the case that a lot of these things that we've seen both men and women do for to make their bodies look a certain way is more on the evolutionary argument of it attracts a mate. And we found that, wow, the bigger my booty gets, the more I attract a mate. Wow, the more abs of my abs show out, the more I attract mates. No. And so we have done these extreme versions of it. Here, I Doug, think Doug just pulled up the the ideal feminine shape and what was depicted. In the in Renaissance period. Renaissance. That's what it does tell so us. So I'm, I'm telling you now, like in, uh, so in China, for example, the standard for women is thin. Yeah. They like thin, no butt. Yeah. Okay. So a woman with a big butt in China is an anomaly and is not actually attractive. Yeah. So, okay. So here, so, okay. A couple things. Okay, Scientists have actually- a whole different argument. No, 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 no. <laughs> so you're saying Kim Kardashian, because she has a big butt or whatever, is going to be universally- uh, found attractive. Well, I didn't use the word universally. Like if I put her in China, mm. like, I don't know. Like, uh, I well, hold on, hold on. First to... of all, okay. So no, no, there's cultural norms, what's accepted that influences what we consider attractive. Then there's biological things and evolutionary things that we consider attractive. So they've already done this. There's a hip to waist ratio on women that's considered attractive right. regardless of her size. But the size is heavily influenced by society. In the past, it was heavier, curvier, and then it was thinner and then it was more butt less whatever but it's the hip to waist ratio that they've identified in all these different cultures that seems to add up to the same thing there's general things that are found that are found to be attractive in men general things in women but then culturally and societally and what's accepted can distort the shit out of those so we like you know youth well then they go extreme with that and make you make someone who's 40 look like they're 20 or whatever we like big butts and then they go extreme with the injections. We like a big, you know, wide shoulders and a small waist. And then they go extreme with that by wearing squeams and, you know, putting synthol on their shoulders or whatever. So mm. my point with that is, is it's all influential. But what's interesting is as time progresses, what we consider, what we would consider to be extreme is just, it just changes. And what we consider extreme hundred years ago is not extreme. I mean, I, I, that I'll agree with. I think the argument I don't agree with is that the, it, it would be so out of the norm that they wouldn't be attracted. I think that that person would be 
I think Kim Kardashian thrown back in the 20s would be, uh, men would be just as attracted to her as they are today. I don't, I don't think, think, I think, think, go, I think oh, she would gross. look weird. I think people yeah. would be pointing out. I do think they her. like curvier women back yes. secretly. Yeah. But, yeah. but Kim the, the, the Kardashian. The just like, yeah. And, and I know you we're know? using her. They don't want to tell anybody. I know we're using her as an example, but it looks like she has, she's not real curvy. There's a difference between real curvy and. <laughs> And by the way, going this direction, like these these abnormal things they're doing, like with the elf ears and stuff like that. Like I don't. That's a surgery, right? People are getting that surgery. Wow. Yeah. I don't think this is an example of what we're talking about. We're talking about people that are exaggerating, like a, a look that, like you make the hip and ratio, uh, hip to waist ratio argument. Yeah. Uh, I think that 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 does is true, and I think that exaggerating it in the positive direction is only proven that it helps getting a mate going the opposite direction of like I said, the hit to waist ratio narrows is getting worse. Have you ever seen, uh, what an Instagram, like like an Instagram, a model with lots of followers on Instagram, who's known to look extreme. Have you ever seen what they look like in person yeah. or on video? It doesn't look right. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's it, dis disproportionate, so it's kind of confusing. It's yeah, yeah. It doesn't look like, right. Like, you know, it something inside, you knows that like, for example, muscular, is attractive on men. At some point, most women would say that's too muscular. It just doesn't look right, right? A pro bodybuilder is an easy example. Most women would be like, oh, that's gross. That's too far in that direction. So maybe there's some wiggle room, but I think society and what's ex culturally ex you know, accepted influences that heavily, for sure. So, so. I've, I've been watching this really interesting kind of wacky show. And I, I like shows that are like, they'll peer into kind of um, groups of, people that like are really passionate about things that are just like totally out of left field and off ball things. And this isn't like a, a Comic-Con thing, but um, it it's basically like these people that think they're mermaids and what? Yes, dude. It's so interestingly bizarre. Show? Yes. It's, it's on Netflix. And um, so I guess this, this all started and this was back, I think in the, th in the thirties, forties, maybe. Um, but there was a show uh, where, um, where was the show? Oh, I forget where it was, but it was in this place where it had this huge tank and then they would, would dive down deep and they'd give them like, uh, oxygen at the bottom and they'd move like mermaids. They had like the whole mermaid setup. And, um, so they did all these like I've seen that. acrobatic things underwater and it was all like this trippy kind of show where they did all stuff. But anyways, apparently this became like, it influenced a lot of people that used to go to the show, which then created like thousands of people like that wanted to be like a mermaid and like how it's really hard because it's like you have to hold your breath and then you have to do all these like acrobatic moves and all these things underground. It's really hard because you're not a mermaid. Because <laughs> you're not you're not supposed to be in water and you get like nose infections, ear infections, and like all this stuff. And they're like this trying is so hard, hard you know to make what this it. Highlights like, for me more than anything else is that this is on Netflix, right? Yeah, it's called Mer People. Mer People. Is that yeah. this? gets suggested to Justin, but not me. I've never seen this before. <laughs> I haven't seen it either. This is the most fascinating thing to me about this conversation. Well, I like weird this, people, dude. I've never seen I'm that sorry. I, get I'm suggested to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's on Netflix. Bro, I used to, this is why I live in Santa Cruz. I used to sit on a bench, dude, and it was just People like, watch? I love yeah, people watch. Too. But it's just I like do. when people were weird and they weren't in your face about it. What is that, Sal? Yeah. What's, what's, the, what's the evolutionary argument to that? Like what? why that? Yeah, because that's that's common, right? I don't, oh, does, is anybody in here not like the people watch? I love the people watch. I oh, do. Oh, I do. Oh, oh. Oh God, the most interesting in the world is people because the most important thing that you should learn about is the people around you for survival. Yeah. I mean, you, you need to know about people if you want to survive. I love forever. that Katrina likes to do that too. Like we sometimes will just like sit. You guys make up stories? 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We'll have, we, yeah, we'll have we do conversations. conversations. Yeah. Dialogues. So there's like people yeah, like on a date or whatever like that. Like her and I will people watch, and if they find somebody interesting like mm-hmm. that, then I'll act as if I'm having the conversation with the person. That's yeah. We, we do we the same thing, it. or or I'll actually come up with a backstory. Like, well, he obviously this that. Yeah, know, yeah. We try to speculate. Yeah. Oh, look, that's an affair. You could tell they're married, but they're yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally yeah, do yeah. that. Look how they're kissing in the parking lot. That's a for sure an affair. Yeah. You and I have never made out like that. Never swallowed your. Hey, I've never swallowed your face in a Safeway fucking parking lot, dude. That is an affair for sure. That is true. It is. If you see a middle-aged couple, yes, making out like macking on each other, like like high schoolers, yeah, in a parking lot. In a, in a in 99% yes, a grocery store parking lot that is not that's, that's an, an affair, affair. That's, that's an affair your 100% like that, nobody <laughs> nobody makes that with their partner or their wife like that dude oh, like man. not in a parking PDA lot PDA is the last thing you keep not up. like that oh, yeah yeah, yeah affair yeah. red flag right away oh, man. I saw weird dude I saw this one older middle aged couple and it was they were just they had no shame dude the, the dude had her the guy the dude had his hand like she was wearing jeans they were both not attractive they're both middle aged and they're sitting on a bench, and he had his hand behind her, and his hand was down her pants. Wow. Yeah, and he just just kind of sitting there, and I'm like, come on, guys, that's disgusting. <laughs> Jeez. Watch that, your hands. That's like at Cabo. You get these, like, 50, 60-year-olds just, like, dry humping in the pool. Oh, and I'm like, hey, hey, bro. hey. Have you gotten Have you gotten any, like, any of those vibes with that, that, that middle-aged couple that's, like, looking at you and your wife? You're like, oh, come on. Yeah. You guys are trying to get up. <laughs> You're not going to recruit me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. When they buy, when they, especially when the, when the wife buys the wife a drink. Mm-hmm. You know? The, oh, that, well, they always, rec- they always recruit the wife. The, the lady they know the guys first. in easy clothes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can close the wife. I could probably get the guy. <laughs> so He's down. Nobody, nobody, yeah, nobody even nobody even attempts to close you. No. you know what I'm they're like they work on the wife because it's like if we get the wife in, like I know uh, we got yeah. the guy. Yeah. <laughs> God, <laughs> that's terrible. It's true. Though. It's always in Mexico. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. Every time. Anyway, people, I just wild out. Dude. You guys want to hear some some interesting uh, science that's going on? Well, I mean, God, scientists always do some weird shit, don't they? So you know that the the whole theory of of dinosaurs and how the closest relatives, you know this, you know what the closest relatives today to dinosaurs are? Birds. Chickens. chickens. Yeah, chickens, yeah. right? Chickens are the closest, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so chickens, uh, they're covered in feathers, but their feet and legs are, what is that? Like like scales, yeah, It's right? a weird, yeah. Like scaly. Scaly. So there's like a, like a very easy genetic switch that they can turn on that'll then make their feet covered in feathers or make the whole body covered in those scales. And they say, oh, this this just proves hmm. how closely relate, related they are, where this little gene switch right here that we do can make the scales turn into feathers or vice versa. Is that kind of like, like um, pigs, how you like let them out into the wild and then within the first tusk. few months- well, that's different. They, they grow hair everywhere, though. That's weird. And right? then tusks. Isn't that weird how that happens? Yeah, it's like a switch goes they, on. They, they get was wild. It, was it called they go feral? Yeah, feral, and they turn into, like, boars. Have you seen the biggest uh, boar ever shot? Mm-mm. Well, they get big. Doug, big, big. Google biggest wild They're vicious, dude. ever shot. and then Like over 1,000 pounds, right? And then click on images. Yeah, they get, I've seen. Bro, it I've looks seen, like a grizzly bear. Yeah, I've seen some. Crazy now they things. say they think it was a a hog from a farm because hogs can get huge. That yeah, escaped, yeah, yeah. and uh, that's turn, what they, uh, and then turned into. That's what they uh, think because it's so big, dude. It's terrifying. Yeah, because in the wild, I mean, it, that that would really have did, to be dominant. So did you guys ever go to those those all those fairs where they always had they always had like the giant pig or like that? Oh, well, wait, mm-hmm. Look at that picture. Whoa! Look at that. Holy! Oh, that's even bigger. Click than on that first one. Holy ham! Or that second one and enlarge it. Look at that. It's like it looks like a rhinoceros. Wow. How big does it say it was there, Doug? 
Let me see. That's crazy. That looks like one of those dogs from Willow. That is way bigger than anyone I've seen Shot by an 11-year-old boy, 1,051 pounds. Yeah. That's 477 kilograms. You imagine seeing that in the woods? Dude, what a stud. You just start crying right there. It's so big. That's scary, right? I I don't even know why you would think that's a pig. It just looks nothing like a pig if you saw something that big. Can you imagine the sound? You would really think it's a rhinoceros. Yeah. And and now, now wild boar and pigs are super aggressive, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh are yeah, they? yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. have I, you guys? You guys have, have you ever seen them? Were well, you guys always in the woods? Both. Yeah, yeah, I've seen them before. Woods. Yeah. Well, I mean, more than me, I was never. <laughs> they have problems with them all the time. Like, especially you know, you on golf when you're always in the woods, because <laughs> that's what I do on the weekends. <laughs> well, I know Justin. <laughs> Justin does that on the weekends. Hey man, I'm a woods go, guy, dude. Just, I, just I, out the woods. I do all the things in the woods, dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> by myself, naked. Yes, just hiking. Yeah. So do you, do you see boar and stuff out there ever? I or pigs? Not. Not typically, but um, there are places like I could go where I could. Uh, a lot of my friends will actually go. I think they stopped allowing a lot of hunts for them, like recently in California. But like that used to be a big thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of my friends would go hunt for boar around there. But they, so my my in laws actually where you live now, like in Almaden, like they, they come down yep. to this one lake there, and they were just like just tearing up the entire golf course yeah. area around there. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah like holes my lawn. everywhere. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah we'll see a big problem. Uh-huh. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. Hey, where are you at with your pool? What's going on? Uh, so I'm just working through all the rigmarole of like uh, you know, permitting and all that really? kind of stuff. Yeah. Headache or what? Headache. And then I'm shopping around trying to get better quotes for all, um, you know, the construction. At this point, I had like an architect design company kind of help me like draw it all up. So I have a solid plan to go off of, but um, now I'm like, I'm trying to like price it out. Cause here's the thing about construction people. Like they'll always want to like high estimate you so they can like give themselves a buffer or yeah. they're just like, Oh, this is so hard. Cause it's on a hill and I don't want to touch this. And, but maybe I could do it if like the price is right, you know, kind of <laughs> thing. And I'm like, Oh fuck you. Like I know somebody that'll jump at the opportunity and has done like, a bunch of them, so yeah. I'm trying to find that person. Oh, uh, yeah. So, how, what is this? Pl- is it gonna be just did you see my? Show? Did you see the one I sent to him? I wanted to do that. Yeah. 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 Did you Are see? You, it? I like you, Adam's ideas, but I I'm like, yeah, dude, dude, we it's got, got a grot. <laughs> it's got a, What's it called? The gr- grotto. Grotto, grotto oh, has like a, a lazy river and yeah. everything. Like one of the like, largest lazy rivers. How sick would his house? Mine would just be like a shoebox if he had like a lazy river that like went or down and around. A million dollars. How a million? Maybe way more than that here. I probably. Yeah. How are you doing? Salt water. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try salt water. I think that's the move. Yeah. So yeah, and it's I mean I had it all designed so it was like super easily maintained. So it just like covers itself. Um and like basically like the all the um you know the the stuff was easily accessible underneath, so you could like um filter it out real easy. Like it, it has like um they have all these cool features now where they have like jets and things that like push all the debris into like a bin and then oh, you really? just take the bin yeah. and dump it out. It's like makes <laughs> you don't even need a pool boy anymore. Yeah. I'm like, oh good. Yeah. <laughs> worried about that. You know, I got a milk guy, I got a pool boy. <laughs> I gotta keep some cameras out at the, at the place. Courtney's like, we'll yeah. just hire her. Don't worry, we'll just hire a pool like, boy. Yeah. Just like, we no, don't need all these okay. features, She's honey. Like, yeah. It's a big pool though, so we yeah. need to yeah. add yeah. that forty <laughs> add that forty thousand dollar feature. It's all good. By the time he's done, it's going to be Jeez. worth as much as much as the house is, man. Oh, I can't believe Newsom's going to ban it before the time I, I get it done. I can't believe how expensive. Yeah. Put, that's why it's like a lot of people don't do it. It's it's so uh, it so is. expensive to build, and it's like you don't get your money out of it. But you have it doesn't to, influence home values, right? It could be good or bad. No, it's, it doesn't. 
You don't no, get your money. No, out. but I mean, there's people that will specifically in the filtering process Want look that. for a place. Yeah, if you were looking for that, and there's like, not, there's not, and I looked because I was like, maybe I'll just get a different house that already has one. You know, like because yeah. this is kind of what happened with when I was looking at building um, extension to my other place, uh, and it was like, oh, but this one's already the right type of layout, the the square footage, and and it was just like, well, I'll just hop over there instead of. Building a whole but thing from scratch. Some people like don't. Stripper pole. Some, some people don't want. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I need. I need it's adequate like, space for that. Not a lot of people want it, but if you really do want it, it's like a really cool feature. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just you know, like that. I, I always wanted a fireman pole that you could slide down from upstairs. You know? yeah, I think yeah, that would be cool yeah. too. Yeah, so you I don't get, know how much get, that get them all doing that. Yeah. They, um. Yeah. Interesting. Well, anyway, I uh, you, you're reminding me of something I want to show you guys. It's kind of cool. Have you guys ever seen the biggest, the world's biggest uh, cave? Have you ever seen this in Vietnam? No. Doug, look this up. It's Hang. I thought that was going to be like a, your mama joke. Or so, <laughs> you ever seen the world's biggest mama? Of course you have. <laughs> Hang Song, S O N, wow. and then Doom, D O O N G. Look this thing up. This thing is so big. It's th okay, click on that. So it's so big. There's clouds in there. It has oh. its own climate. Wow. There's, uh, there, the, it's you can fit. It has its own climate inside there. You could fit an entire. Whoa, that's a sick picture. Yeah, dude, that's in the cave. You could fit an entire New York block, including sky skyscrapers. Okay. Or you could fly a seven forty seven through it without its wings Whoa, touching the side. What? Yeah. So this is like journey to the center of the earth kind of a, yeah. a vibes. Yeah. Look yeah. at that. And it, it'll it'll form its own climate and all that stuff. Isn't that crazy? Wow, dude. Th th that's okay. Cool. So I. I want to get confirmation if there are places like this in Antarctica because, like, I've seen like a lot of different <laughs> like TV shows and, and like <laughs> stuff, and then they're like, "Oh, it's this whole, you know, cavernous like underground climate, like it's warm and it's lush and all." I'm like, really though? Like, is that true? Is that where Alien and Predator were? Alien versus Predator? Is that where they were? Antarctica? They dove it. They found some like Maybe, crazy cavern. I mean, there's all that, but like uh, just just the fact that like there's a, a climate of its own underneath that that huge layer of ice. Did you look it up, Doug? Look up uh, underground cave Antarctica. Let's just see. So it's the biggest. Is it the deepest too? Is is it the this? deepest? Yeah, it's the biggest. Oh, deepest. I want to go, know. dude. I didn't. I didn't know there's that some caverns. That looks sick. There's some caverns yeah. that go straight there's, down. There's right? a running river that goes through it. It's I like, love stuff like that, man. It'd be yeah, that would be a cool trip. And they were at one point. I think they were going to build attractions in there, but then people stopped it because they're like, "Don't mess with this." Yeah, they wanted to preserve. Do you it. guys have something on your list, like a list like that of things that you know you definitely want to go visit or see? Uh, I really, yeah. I, mine doesn't sound super exciting, but I really wow. Look at that it says NASA found. A giant underground cavern in Antarctica, almost the size of Manhattan. Where is that real, Doug? Uh, I guess so. Popular what's, mechanics. What's, oh, it's reliable, mechanics. I suppose. Wow. Oh, see. Yeah. Wow. That's so, the only photo we yeah. Made. I mean, I want it to be true, you know. Like, uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> so that's where the Nazi base is. Yeah, it must be. <laughs> oh man, yeah. that's where they left. I uh, I've I've always wanted to go to Japan. Always wanted to go to Japan, and I want to see a sumo match. Oh, that'd be sick. I want to see a sumo match, and I really want to go to the uh, university. I think it's University of Tokyo to watch the judo team, and uh, and then some of the temples. So I don't know. It's always been something I want to do. Yeah, to do. I've always wanted to do. Um, so go up the Nile on one of those like river boats that like stops at a lot of the uh, Egyptian um, sites, and so you can kind of mm. you can kind of do it. So you're not like completely in Cairo the whole time, and like I don't know, it's kind of volatile there, like a lot, but. <laughs> You know, do a legit tour where it takes you through a lot of the um, 
I guess, uh, the history that's a little bit uh, unconventional history kind of tour. So it's not just like what the archaeologists will tell you. It's like more of the Graham Hancock and, and you know, some of those guys and Randall Carson kind of mm. um, way of like visiting it. So I, the one reason why I would never do that are anacondas. Anacondas? They terrify me. What are you talking about? In the Nile? In the Nile? Is there none in the Nile? No, I don't bro. think so. In like <laughs> South America. Oh. Like, <laughs> you sound like me right now, bro. <laughs> Glad I didn't say nothing. Dude, really, anacondas. <laughs> hey, so all the pterodactyls. So the reason why I'm not going to watch pterodactyls. Hey, the, re- <laughs> hey, the reason why Adam said he doesn't want to go there is anacondas. He told me yesterday. Fuck you, told me yesterday. They still got big ass bugs, though, right? I'm sure they got stuff. I mean, it's there. Yeah, anacondas. Anacondas are uh, South American. Yeah, yeah, sorry. They get like scarab beetles. I, I did not. I, I did not. I know why, for whatever reason, sandstorms. <laughs> I didn't process the Nile. I just processed this big ass. <laughs> <laughs> anaconda? Bro, have you seen those those snakes? Yeah, of course. I've they seen do things. have cobras. Okay, there you go. There you go. That's, oh. Those are bad. Too. I think those are worse, aren't they? They're, yeah, but they're not scary, dude. Have you ever seen the size? Oh, they are scary. No, a cobra would be more scary than an anaconda. I think. No, 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 no bro. You no, I know how anacondas big. are huge. Yeah, they're yeah. huge, but I don't think there is. Bro, it's a dinosaur snake. Are the, know, which the king cobra is more deadly in and vicious? India, right? Oh well, a cobra will poison you. Yeah, well, an anaconda will just wrap itself around you, suffocate you. you, and then eat you. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of bad. They actually, you know, they found that before. They they found they've caught yeah, anacondas, carved open, cut them open, and there's like a small person inside. Yeah, yeah no, I think they're, they're. I think we talked about it on the show one up. time. That happened. That happened. Look up like look up uh, like like world's biggest anaconda. There's this one picture. Doug, what do you want to do? You're you're the most uh, traveled and yeah, and think about that stuff more than anybody. I mean, I'd definitely go on uh, Justin's Egyptian tour. Mm-hmm. Doug's coming in me. spite of the anacondas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I want to do a a a like a private yacht around like the Mediterranean. Oh, that I'm on like board that. with that one too. Yeah, like you know, yeah, they, do these, they do these too. like they, yeah, 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 yeah. What's up with that? Sal's not well, coming. Well, Sal, I'll, Sal I'll go Sal to the samurai event. Uh, the, uh, they do these. Sumo. They do these like private, you know, six to twelve room like yachts where you like have you have more people that work the boat. How, how much does it cost to rent one of those? Do you like think? a quarter quarter million to half a million for how long? For like a week. Wow, because that's the staff, the gas. All yeah, the oh yeah, yeah. You're, the yeah, food. yeah. The staff, like the, the staff, would be more. There'd be more staff than there is of you and family and friends on the boat. Wow, to like serve you and take and obviously run the boat and everything. So, yeah, I would love to do something like that. You know, go with like you know five or six of my like really wealthy friends that can afford to chip in, and go for like a week. And then I, I of course, I want to hit all the generic spots that everybody else has been to. I've never been to like the Rome's and stuff like that. Like mm. I've never done. I want to go to the Colosseum and I want to do Italy. Like I, I want to go all over there. Some of those yachts are so insane. I saw <laughs> one that uh, they make. I don't. I don't know much about them, but I saw one where you literally there's boats on it. Oh, so you they, pull in. Yeah, you yeah, pull yeah. into it with boats and helicopters and shit. It's like a freaking cruise liner. Oh, that's yeah. yeah they, they, they open up and it's got like the the boats. Whose like, was it that was one of the big, the most the big crazy? Was it Bezos? Tiger? Bezos? Tiger's got a big one. I think Bezos. Bezos, Bezos. has got a big one. Uh, were you guys were you guys with me when I was reading about Bezos? I heard about Be- Bezos has two private jets. No. So he has a private jet that flies every time he flies. It's like a mirror jet, so that you don't know which one he's on. So he literally, that's how much he gets shot down. That's how much you, well, you know how there's like uh, on the internet, there's like people that, that track all these guys planes for them landing and well, so you know how they're plotting it out, you know, they're, well, that's crazy. Holy shit. Click on that, Doug, that picture right there. Yeah. So there's a bunch of pictures, like a 33 foot anaconda. Look at that, dude. Some of these like are 
doctored, right? And then well, some of them are I don't real. know if this is real. That one looks yeah. fake. Yeah, but I yeah, because yeah, they that one's real. a lot with that. That could that would eat Doug so fast. <laughs> yeah, so I'd fast. eat all of us pretty fast. Honestly, Justin, Justin, uh, it would choke. It might him actually skip Doug because he's Doug yeah, so small. Strangle him on the way down. Delicious though. That's not gonna fill me. It would choke on Justin. It's not gonna fill me. He bottleneck with my ass. Started his legs and once it gets to the ass. His anaconda friends, like I told you, bro. No, okay. So you guys know how on uh, you know, there's there's people that. Follow Elon Musk jet like years. Of, I yeah. forget what it's there's called. There's some kid that posts his. Yeah, there's uh, his there's se- there's several yeah. of these like places that you can go on websites and actually see where all of these it's big kind of crazy that that's public like that. The, well, yeah, and they can't stop it because yeah. people people hack in and they they figure out how to do it right. And so, so while Bezos is going around lecturing people on on the climate, yes, he's flying an extra <laughs> jet right next to him. Look I mean, up, they all man. do. Could you Google that for me to fact check me just to make sure I got my shit right? Because I this is like imagine if you were that rich hearing it from someone. Else. Hey, fly that jet with no one in it for me, just to yeah. confuse people. I believe yeah. that's why he does it. I think he does it just so you don't know for sure which one he's in. That's crazy, right? You I mean, that- you know what though? But you got to put yourself in his shoes. Like that's dangerous. Right? Isn't okay? You don't want people to know your your location at all moments, especially when you're that. Yeah. That- Wasn't there a thing? Because I don't know if this is related to what we brought up a long time ago about like people getting in early on the the rewards flight rewards thing. Oh yes. Yeah, and and oh. so they actually like pay. Yeah. For like. You just basically fire it up and, and then like circle around the uh, the airport, or you just go like a like an hour flight, and then um, I guess they just burn up as much gas as they can, and then it counts like towards um, some of those mile miles or something. Well, I know I know um, along those lines. I don't know if it's still like it's that. like super wasteful. It's like I, stupid. I don't know if it's still like that, but I know if you go to Puerto Rico, if you're there for six months in a day, then you pay the taxes there which is like nothing compared to the pet taxes you'll pay in the US. Mm-hmm. So like super wealthy people on the East Coast have a jet and they'll fly to Puerto Rico, touch down and come back. So I guess if you touch down over there, it counts. So they'll just go do that and come back type of deal and kind of game the system. Yeah, I think, is, I think a lot of people do that. Yeah. I think the I think the Paul brothers set their stuff up. You know, that's really? they, they have a studio there now. In Puerto Rico? Yeah, yeah so wow. that's where their main studio hmm. is at now. So they, uh, There's a huge difference in taxes. That's, you know right. who else is uh, out there is uh, our other guy that we had on the show. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, you... Peter Schiff. Peter yeah, Schiff. Peter Schiff, Schiff is yeah. out there. So I know he spends time out there. I know he legitimately does spend. I think his main house is actually out there. It is. Know. Yeah. So I'm trying to fact check you on this. So he has a couple jets, but it doesn't sound like he flies them at the same time. Okay. He's gotten some heat for flying just one. So mm. I can't imagine him flying mm. two. But there are websites and a bunch of apps where you can track people's jets. Yes. Like yeah. Multiple. Mm-hmm. I knew there was a bunch of those, but I, I, I don't remember where I read or heard that. that uh, but I just thought that was interesting that he's got more than one private jet. Like, what, what does one person need at more than one private jet for? That's um, a great question. Like, why would you need a second? one's in the shop. Yeah. Maybe. Or you have a <laughs> big group of people members. you want to fly somewhere. Yeah. yeah, but even then, I'm pretty sure if you own a private jet and your private jet is in the shop that you can rent or get another <laughs> private jet, why <laughs> would you know. have a second one only for the Because really you have about those billions things. of dollars, I suppose. When you fly, a, when you're oh, in a dude. private jet, do you have to go through TSA? I don't think so, no. no. You just when go, you fly, just go straight Hold to on. the When you fly to another country, you still have to go through customs. Do they sure. check your jet? Oh, I, I suppose they do, yeah. Okay. So Didn't he build that? like a $100 million clock or something in a mountain? Don't you rem- don't you remember when? You remember, uh, okay, dude, when, please. Uh, Stallone please got this. in trouble with all the steroids. Is that what he did? Yeah, because he was flying. He had to go through customs. 
So he was flying on his private jet and he got caught with like, I don't remember how- A bunch of growth hormones. Growth hormone. That was down in Australia, right? It was a ton of stuff. But I think that's why he got caught was because he had to go through customs, not because he- I think if he was anywhere in the US, like you're good. Wow. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Bezos did create a uh, 10,000 year clock inside a mountain. And I don't know what the cost is. It was was like insanely expensive. It's an atomic clock. What? Atomic clock. Atomic clock. He in a mountain inside well, a mountain. Back so up, protects well, I what, what? Why did he do that? Why? Oh, uh, I don't know why. Because he could. Because <laughs> he can't. Just to tell Stop, time. you guys. This is like <laughs> he's already invested over forty-two million dollars. Okay, forty-two. I was off. Call it not out mountain million. in Texas. Okay, you guys. There has to be a reason why you do that. I know. I was fascinated. What is the I'm reason like, why? You so spe- it's a five hundred foot tall, all mechanical, powered by day night thermal cycles, syn- synchronized at solar noon. A symbol for long term thinking. It's just just a symbol, just something cool. It's a yeah. I mean, it's I his so, pyramid, I guess. They, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you do this when you start when you when you start to subscribe to this idea that there's a there's a possibility that we've all been here before, and that like everything has just been yeah. destroyed, and then and then we start over, and then we destroy ourselves, then we start yeah. over, and so you you put you build. Imagine something you're like, a primitive primitive uh, culture, yeah, and then you just keep digging. All of a sudden, you find this freaking clock. Yeah, like that's got to be the reason why you do something like that. What right? is it with like super wealthy, like uh, throughout all of history and monuments? They just, like, they want that legacy. They want their, yeah, their their stamp of like, remember me. You know, like at that point, it's like, yeah, it's a trophy. Yeah. It's it's just, it's the pyramid thing. It's it's all that. Like you want to like claim your stake. Like I was here. Mm-hmm. Well, most of these like crazy tycoons, that's, they're, they are more, um, they're more less than like making a dollar more. They're more interested in their their name carrying through history. Well, I think Elon's suit. doing that the mm-hmm. best way, right? How many kids does he have? Like, but no, <laughs> I think that's the best way to do it. <laughs> Him and uh, uh what's, uh, what's, what's, what's his name? What's uh, homeboy's name? Yeah, yeah, yeah Con. No. No, 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 no. Nick, Nick Cannon. Cannon. Nick Cannon. Yeah. Was he at twelve now? Nine. I think they got nine. a long ways to go. Nine or twelve. Nine, I think. With like five different up. ladies, at least that. I why, think. why is he doing that? You know, I've never actually read an article to hear uh, uh-huh. what what his whole story. I mean, it has to be planned at this point. You don't if you don't learn your lesson the first four times. Then. No, I, he I, he. I think openly tells whatever girl he's dating that like I'm not settling down. I'm not. I just want to have. I just yeah, yeah. Get you pregnant. Yeah, I, I'm sure they have some. What is going like down. twelve kids by twelve. six different women. Twelve kids, six different women. Wow. Yeah. That's does he a, does he does he make a lot of family. money anymore? What does he do? Oh does yeah, he no, he makes yeah. Nick Cannon does well. He's got shows still. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he's had hosts like, of a bunch of shows. He's got like one of the longest yeah. running MTV shows too. He's a he's got one. That's of, why. Yeah, he's got a bunch of stuff going on. I don't know what his total net worth is right now, but he's yeah. I mean, he's stacked up. It ain't much with twelve kids. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, or do you make a deal like ahead of time? Right. I mean, if I was doing something like that, maybe would, like you sign something. Well, you that or like you like I don't even pursue this relationship if you are under the impression like this is how this is going to go down. We're we're gonna date. There's a good chance we might get pregnant. If we do get pregnant, I'm going to take care of you and the baby. But this is what it looks but like. But this is what it looks like. Yeah. If you think you're going to come after half. I don't think half, you can do that. I think, and I know in some states, I know in California, no prenup, prenup nothing will prevent uh, you from paying whatever, how they calculate uh, child support or whatever. I think that that supersedes anything, if I'm not mistaken. His net worth is estimated at $20 million. That's it? Yeah. Wow. You think more. 
Yeah. That's what oh, it is. It says. That's like Those things are so inaccurate, though. Yeah. yeah. I know. I know. I know Didn't that. we look up our net worth once on that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I looked up Justin the other day on that, too. You looked it's me a, up, dude. Yeah, I did. I looked at you. Well, you know why? Because I've had people tag me on mine. Like, my, actually, oh, my, yeah. my close high school friends like, dude, check this out. so cool. Like, why do you think that's cool? They don't even have my birth date right. They don't have anything. Like, yeah. nothing is right. I, I remember like, that. We looked it up, and your net value was like double R's. I remember mine? Yeah. Yeah. Remember, like, we were like, oh, yeah, what I think is Adam still doing? Is, that's because yeah. Doug might be taking doing? Doug <laughs> 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 be like this a little bit. <laughs> Side hustles. Like, hey, wouldn't that be a funny way, though, how you guys find out? You're like, what the fuck? Why is Adam, <laughs> why is Adam get double the net worth we do? We do the same thing. We're equal partners. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I wanna, so, on to you. Hey, so I read something interesting. I love you guys' speculation on. I read this uh, article on the top fighting styles in mixed martial arts based off of wins, like how many wins they get. You guys want to guess what what they are? The top fighting styles. So yeah. So in mixed Mo martial arts, Muay Thai and like at the UFC. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, at UFC. Yeah, I believe oh, it's Oh, jiu is for sure. Let me see here. Hold on. I'm going to pull it up. Jiu-Jitsu's got to be like yeah, number Muay one. Thai and then- uh, And then Greco-Roman wrestling, mm, I would say, is number two. Yeah, mm, or wrestling. Karate. Uh, uh, let me see. Jiu-Jitsu and wrestling got to be one or two. It was, it was, wrestling was number one. Oh, wrestling. I'm trying yeah, to find one. the actual uh, picture of it, but wrestling was number one. I mean, that's I mean that's such an advantage in a, in a fight like that. Sure. Yeah, yeah. but why wouldn't it be jiu-Jitsu, right? Jiu-Jitsu yeah, guys, yeah. Uh, they submit- People. They do, but wrestlers, the art of of defending a takedown with wrestlers, like jiu-jitsu, well, I don't know, you can speak to this better than yeah. I can, but from my, what I, as an observer, what I see in jiu-jitsu is you almost let a guy, you guys, when you guys practice rolling, you let each other take each other down sometimes, you're in wrestling, like mm. half of the practice is like you defending someone even being able to get you to the ground, right? So I feel like a, a wrestler's defense on takedown is way better than a jiu-jitsu guy's defense. Now, on your back, once you're on your back, jiu-jitsu guy is better, but you have wrestling guys in UFC that, they, I mean, they're known for not even ever letting someone take them down. Yeah, no, what it, it, what it, what I, here's what I think it is. Um, I think that some of that's true, but I, th I think this is what it is. The, the reason why wrestlers, because wrestlers don't submit, they don't punch, they don't kick, and in a wrestling match, you just pin someone. Uh, now, now, of course, uh, all, everybody now does everything now, right? So this yeah. is based off of what their original style was. Yeah, yeah. The reason why I think uh, wrestlers tend to win the most is because, the well, they they train the fucking hardest. Yeah, and it's just a That's fact, I mean, bro. Yeah. You go, uh, you're, you're at a high school wrestling. Yeah, you they, train like it's. I've insane. never seen the, the the type of training matched to that kind. Oh, of Oh, college! You get up to college, the hell out of them, especially yeah. American college wrestling and yeah. the high levels. Yeah. yeah, the 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 degree of training and it just it's so insane. So when I would do jujitsu against uh, a wrestler who was like a high school wrestler or God forbid a college wrestler, the intensity, the degree of like just intensity that they would bring was like, it was like two gears above everybody else. Yeah. It's kind of like what yeah. I'm, so when I've observed jujitsu guys practicing and I've observed wrestlers mm -hmm. practicing, it looks so different. The mm -hmm. wrestlers are full speed, trying not to let each other take it down. Like where jujitsu guys kind of like this, they do this kind of flow rolling together. Mm. It's like you, you they'll, they'll come together and like, it almost seems like a guy lets one guy take the other guy down and then they just, they work on their, their yeah. hand positioning and their moves and their leg stuff. And it's like, I don't know. It looks so different to me. And wrestlers, you see this like hard, aggressive grind to take oh. the other guy down and to and, and to. So I got resist. it. It's, it's wrestling is number one. BJJ is second. Boxing is third. Kickboxing fourth. Muay Thai fifth. Taekwondo and then karate. 
But mm. now, obviously, the top ones are the martial arts or styles where you're training full contact. So Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, you train full contact. Wrestling, you train full contact. Boxing, mm-hmm. you train full contact. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'll say again, like it, the wrestlers, just the intensity that they train with. And when you're in a fight, at that point, at that level, everybody's good at a lot of different skills. Some are better than others yeah. at different skills, but they're all good, right? They can all submit. They all punch. They all but if you have another gear... Uh, in comparison to the, your opponent, that's that's a big deal. If you've ever watched like like really good high school, just the high school, not even college, really good high school wrestling practice, go watch that. Yeah, and you're it's like you're watching. Well, you you remember when uh, Brock Lesnar came in and fought Frank Mir? Oh yeah. Now Frank did catch him in a leg ankle lock, but mm-hmm. boy, the first time up until that up until that point before he caught him, he looked like he was going to get killed. Yeah, Brock yeah. Lesnar is a collegiate wrestler, though. By the way, by the way, if uh, anyone's if you've ever seen saying. his video, like you, he was he came in yeah. with no you know, jujitsu background, MMA background, and damn near destroyed Frank yeah. Mir. Now Frank Mir, being the professional that he is, caught him in the ankle lock and some of that, but yeah. it looked scary. Real yeah. It's just constant. The second time, yeah. yeah, they train with constant, relentless, ridiculous pressure. It's just insane. I remember in my high school. There were a couple times I trained with the wrestling team, and I, I wasn't on the wrestling team. I just, for fun, and I remember the coach would just turn up the heat in the room, close the doors, <laughs> yeah. steam, and he's just fucking you up. It just, uh-huh. everybody's just getting messed up. And these kids, like, you either, you die and you're out yeah. or you stick around. Yep. So it builds this a whole that, another that level match, of That match, I still have this, like, I can visually see the the bell ringing and Brock Lesnar running across yeah. the yeah. Uh, across the ring and going after Frank Mir. It's oh, like, yeah. imagine seeing Dude, that coming terrifying. here. I don't care how good you are at what. That's just that terrifying. You want to you oh, hear she terrifying? Watch Brock Lesnar in college when yeah. he's called collegiate wrestling match that doesn't throwing look, kids around like oh, ragdolls well, i huh? mean they were all big right it's weight classes but he looks <laughs> it looks like a monster dude yeah. in college like what is that guy yeah, what is yeah. that it's a that's a human yeah. it's insane all right so i have a shout out uh for you guys this is a mobility page it's actually really good it was re- recommended to me by one of our employees margaret so she said you got to check this out it's really good it's called beard the best you can be so the guy has a beard but his mobility movements. Yeah, otherwise, could have guessed that. I yeah. know. Sorry. <laughs> his mobility movements and the way he communicates mobility. Beard pretty damn good. Yeah, it's good. I'll I'll second that. You yeah. already you're already following him. Uh, I think we are, but I just I did check him out. Uh, oh yeah, he's an FRC guy, Ken Stretch yes. guy. Mm-hmm. Yep, really good stuff, and he communicates mobility appropriately, like the right way. So it's well, pretty cool. Give him a follow. Guy. I'm following. Hey, check this out. We work with a company called Paleo Valley. They make paleo-inspired products and supplements. They have these really good meat sticks. They're grass-fed. They taste amazing. They're not dry, high in protein, great macros, great way to eat healthy, high protein on the go. They also make a protein powder. It's bone broth-flavored chocolate uh, protein powder, and I swear to God, it tastes like chocolate donuts. It's literally the tastiest protein powder I've ever had in my entire life. I talked about it on the show many, many times. Go check it out. They have other products as well. Good stuff. Go to paleovalley.com forward slash mind pump. Use the code mindpump15 for 15% off your first order. All right, back to the show. Our first caller is Alyssa from Canada. Hi, Alyssa. How can we help you? Hi. I'm very nervous. Oh, gosh. I didn't think I should be doing this. But yes, I am in school. I'm actually skipping my class right now to do this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Way better than teacher. Ah. Yeah. Adam knows what um, a school looks like. That's what I'm surprised at. <laughs> Canvas, yes. How are you guys? I've seen pictures. Good. How are you? Good. We're good. Um, I just have like, two kind of like, they're very related questions. So I'll ask them both and you guys can kind of see which one you want to answer first. Um, big thing is, yeah, I've been listening to you guys since I started going to the gym in 2019. So when I was 16 years old. Um, it really like encouraged me to keep on going to the gym, getting stronger. The 
the episode on um, why women should bulk has been really big impact on me. Um, but yes, kind of throughout the years, like I've done my dabbling in like the 10 to 12 rep range, very high rep ranges. And but then now I'm really into strength training. My big thing is I'm like, I fall in love with big three squat bench and deadlift, but I'm struggling to increase those. So I, my, question, my main question is, how would you best recommend programming the big three, like throughout the week when I find that personally, like I've seen the most progress from them when I've done them two or three times a week. But then I also don't want to get into the waters of like overtraining. Great question. Have you, okay. So you've, you've been consistently working out for a while, Alyssa? Yes. Okay. And have you followed MAPS Anabolic already or have you not? Not yet. Um, that's kind of like kind of what I also want. I, I'm conflicted in between either anabolic or power lift. Um, just, yeah, big thing is, yeah, because I am a student, I've, I've never purchased a program from you guys yet because I've got the funds, but like now that I'm, I'm here, I'm, I'm working now, I'm like, I'm ready to invest in myself. I just want to make sure I was making kind of the right decision in terms of which program would be best. Well, you're in luck. We're going to give you something for free. Boom. So hey. Boom. I say we do, I think we should, she should do anabolic first and then you should go to power lift afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be great. How many days a week do you lift now? Currently I'm at five. Um, sometimes six. I try not to do a six day, but it's like it makes me feel good. And I think that's that's kind of why I wasn't I haven't jumped the gun and gone anabolic yet because I know it's like three days. Um I think that would be tough for me mentally. Oh, you're gonna well, crush. Yeah, but <laughs> you know what? You could still go to the gym, just uh walk on the treadmill and do a trigger session. So mm-hmm. You still go like I I totally understand when you have a nice routine like that where you go five days a week. I never like to discourage somebody from that and say, "Hey, this program is three days a week. Now stop going to the gym two of those days. Like keep going to the gym, just on those those off days or the days that are not your foundational days. Do your trigger work, and then do your walking on the treadmill or stretching or stuff like that. So stay in the routine of going to the gym. Just have three heavy lifting yeah, days. It's got to be disciplined and not overdo it and not get too intense with those triggered sessions. That That's, you know, something like you got to look at them as, as uh, something for recovery. And, you know, uh, it's a totally different type of workout. You're just trying to get a little pump. That's all with those. But you're going to crush yeah. with MAPS Anabolic. If you haven't followed a program, like, you know, kind of written that way and, and dropping your, your overall, I guess, volume, you're going to benefit. Almost everybody benefits uh, from doing so when they go from six or five to three in terms of strength. So you're going to crush for sure. And then you follow that up with mass power lift, which is a little bit more, yeah, a little bit more volume. And I think you're going to do exceptionally well doing that. Uh, maps anabolic starts off with the kind of low reps, and then it moves into the higher reps at the end. And then you go to power lift. It's a, it's a perfect transition. So I think you're gonna, I think you're gonna love it. There is an option for two days. I think you're ready to go three days. So yeah. start with the MAPS anabolic three day. Routine. Yeah, there's a, there's like the advanced version. Do that one. Okay, cool. Um, okay, I think we've got a little bit more time. Do you mind if I ask? I mean, I don't, I don't really want to ask this question, but I feel like it's something I should since I'm here. Um, <laughs> yeah, do it. Would you give the same advice to someone if you knew that they hadn't had um, a period for like over two years? I, I would give the exact same advice, but I would add okay. a few things. Yeah, so you lost your period two years ago? Well, it's been since like 2016. I did go through uh, anorexia. Like I was diagnosed with anorexia. Okay. Kind of like the whole, the hospitalization thing. It's, yeah, you guys have really helped me kind of come back from that and develop a proper relationship with the gym. I just think a big thing for me has been able to, like I'm at a healthy body weight, but my issue is getting to a point where every time I get to a healthy body weight where I get my period, I kind of freak out and I like, and I drastically drop things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So, so you know, there's, yeah. a, there's, here's the good news about uh, being a woman, um, or here's something cool about it. Your period is a wonderful gauge of your overall health. And I'm going to say this, you're going to get better results if you can stay fertile. Because that's, that's your body basically telling you that it feels safe to potentially have a kid. I'm obviously not telling you to have a kid, but that's, that's what it's telling you. And the hormones that are associated with that are, are better for adaptation for building strength and building muscle. So when you lose your period, that means you're doing something wrong. And it usually means you're working out too much, eating too little or both. Okay. So mm -hmm. do you know what your calories are roughly? Yeah. I'm, I range in between 1800 to 1900. Okay. Here's look, I, I, I pro you'll probably see your period come back by simply switching to maps anabolic, but I would combine that with a little bit of a, a calorie bump as well. Maybe like 200 calorie bump, get, get to around 2000, 2100 do maps anabolic you're getting as strong as hell you probably won't gain any body fat if anything you're just gonna you might get leaner as a percentage of body fat because you built a little muscle the neat part is we didn't know that until we you know you said it afterwards and the recommendation actually is even i think even more important i think an is. anabolic is the for sure program that i would want you to do yep. and the scaling back to three days a week is for sure what i would want yep. you to do and then sal's point try and increase calories um, but yeah, no, it's, it sounds like you're doing really good though. So just yeah. stay the course. And, and why I like those two programs is the thing we would be talking about more than weight on the scale or even how you look is more, mm -hmm. let's get strong. Yeah. Like, like that's how I, yeah. we, I would be communicating to you as your coach is just like, you let's get strong at these lifts. This is the perfect, perfect program for you. And then it, like, if you did like the routine of coming there every day, I'd still give the same advice. You go for a walk, you know, do, do a walk, do some trigger sessions, do some mobility work. On the other two days, it's totally fine mm -hmm. to keep coming to the gym. Uh, don't go run on the treadmill. Don't go try burn a bunch of calories. No. Um, but you can stay active and, and do things that are, are recuperative, I think would be great for you. Yeah. Do you, what was, if you don't mind me asking, the root of the eating uh, issues, was it body image or was it a control thing for you? I think it was, it was body image. It started off with body image, wanting to look a certain way. Okay. Um, so so here's, yeah. what, here's what I want you to do during this process. I don't want you to weigh yourself. And I want you to avoid staring at yourself in the mirror and observing yourself in the mirror. I don't mean avoid mirrors. I mean, you could do that. It's a little extreme, but don't do this. Be aware of when you're watching, when you're looking at yourself in the mirror and breaking yourself down, avoid that. So catch yourself. Oh, and then do this. When that happens, observe the observer. Oh, there I go again, breaking my body down. I, you know what? I'm not going to do that. Stop doing that. Don't weigh yourself. Just pay attention to the weight that's on the bar. That's right. And you're gonna crush. If you fall into old patterns, it can be very challenging. Okay. All right. In um, fact, yeah. in fact, let's put you in the forum too. Oh, you get all kinds of free stuff, Alyssa. So yeah, let's. <laughs> this is great. We're gonna you got have, Adam in a good mood. I'm gonna have Doug put you in the forum so we can keep an eye on you and you can keep us posted on your progress. I'd love to hear yeah. how this journey goes for you. What are you studying in school, by the way? Um, currently studying for speech pathology. Oh, cool. Um, however, I do have like I am certified on the side as personal trainer just because. I, I love it. Oh, <laughs> I work. Awesome. I work part time um, with kids. I teach them fitness classes, and I think that yeah, I, I do burn like a lot of calories throughout the day. And I think I, it would help if I improved because not only am I doing my own workouts, but I'm also teaching kids mm. like other classes too, which is a lot wow. on me. That's amazing. Well, well just because awesome. I don't like Adam appearing to be nicer than me, I'm going to give you a good program <laughs> that'll help you with the kids. I think. Uh, Prime Pro will give you some great body weight mobility movements that you can use for kids. So we're going to give you that too, Alyssa. 
You won the lottery. Thank you guys. You got it. Thanks for the support. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, no, we appreciate your support. Thanks for calling in. I'll give you a virtual hug. (laughs) Justin's stingy. Stingy. (laughs) Thanks, Alyssa. I'll take it. I'll take it. I hope you guys have a great day. Thank you you so much. You too, too, Alyssa. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, what a sweet girl. Mm -hmm. I like like her question and her honesty um, and the direction that she's going. And I'm glad Mm -hmm. she asked the question at the end. Mm -hmm. Even though, hey, the answer would have been the same. The only difference was the nutrition advice. I think the the main difference is just the emphasis that you would put on the, hey, do not be tempted to go do a bunch of calorie burning stuff. Keep feeding the body. Focus on strength. So, yeah, the advice didn't change that much. It's just more like, okay, well, then for sure, make sure we focus on Now, something I do want to mention or comment on that is interesting that you'll find people who struggle with body image issues or dysfunctional eating is they actually use the period as a gauge of, oh, I need to eat less. Mm. Oh, my period came back. That means I'm eating too much. Really? And that's what she said. I get my period and I start to freak out a little bit. So it's very interesting, the associations that, you can make. That is interesting because of the exact point that you made, which is that is a clear indication that you are getting healthier. That's right. You know, And, and men don't have that, right? No. I, can, I can start dieting or adding calories and I don't get this like wild signal that's going to be like, oh, hey, you're doing no. much better. Here's your body yeah. telling you that. That's- Although when you go too low in calories, you do act like you're on your period. Well, it's very different. <laughs> <laughs> well, for actually, I will say this, your libido dives. Yeah, no, that's no true. Comment. So yeah, <laughs> if you, <laughs> fuck you too. <laughs> You 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 definitely. Uh, I remember that when, but you had to be pretty extreme. Like so, for me to see my libido crash, I had to be really yeah, that'll that'll really really sure. lean and really really low for an extended period. No, of time. great point. Our next caller is Jennifer from California. Hi, Jennifer. How can we help you? Hi, guys. How are hey. you? Um, oh, I'm good. I'm very nervous, so bear with me here. Justin's um, nervous too. Don't yeah, worry. It's every day. <laughs> I drink. Uh-huh. Justin's nervous too, so don't yeah, worry. It's okay. <laughs> he always is. Yeah, uh, so first off, I'm gonna do the you know kind of standard. Uh, thank you guys for everything you've done. Um, I just started listening to you guys back in August, and you guys have helped me in my fitness and training career more than um, my NASM certificate has. So thank you. I appreciate it. Awesome. Yeah, take that. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I'll just get into my question. Um, so I just started map split about three weeks ago now. So I just started phase two last week. Um, absolutely loving it. I'm a whole, I've been doing split workouts, like a lot of my workout time. And so it's right up my alley, but it might sound silly, but my question, as far as it goes, is I usually only work out five days a week. So every now and then I can get a six workout in, but I'm a mom of two kids are in sports, you know, work, school, all the fun stuff. So it keeps me pretty busy on the weekends. So I guess my real question is, is it going to make a difference if I skip that sixth day? Or what I've been doing was I've been starting on the sixth day instead of like the first day when I start my next week, if that makes sense. All right. So the sixth day in map split, is that a mobility workout or is that a body part actual workout? I can't remember. It's a a body part workout. The seventh day is like a. That's right. It's no. okay though the way she's doing it. No, you, you're fine. You hear how she's doing it, right? Yeah, you're she's totally just, fine. She, you know, like the, this idea that with a seven day week, it has to fit in there like that. There's nothing wrong no. with it. No, you can adjust that. No, uh-huh. in fact, bodybuilders uh, for a long time didn't follow a seven day breakdown. They would do like a three on, one off, two on, one off type of routine or something like that. <laughs> so every week, it's different what day they hit a particular area or body part or what day's off. You're doing fine. That's perfect. 
You know, okay, really and that's what I've been noticing, which is pretty cool. Like um, on Mondays, you know, I'm not coming in and doing the traditional what chest and shoulders or chest and tries. You know, it's kind of switching it up, which is pretty cool. So yeah, Monday's uh, International Chest Day, right? Is that what they call <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Wednesday's International Leg Day. Yeah, you know, yeah. so. Um, if I could, since I, that was very fast, ask one more, as far as the training goes, um, go for it, going into like doing the bodybuilding. I've been doing it for probably about three years now, like that style of workout. Right. I haven't really switched anything up, just been trying to gain muscle and strength. And, um, I've been noticing that I definitely have, but my mobility has been taking a fall and I've listened to you guys for a long time. So I've heard how important mobility is and I try to implement it, but I'm just not as great at it. So my question is, how do you recommend adding that into this um, split workout? Would you just let's do, well, let's do this. Let's give you maps performance. You could right now, right away, take some of the mobility days in there and add it into your routine <clears throat> and do some mobility work with split. But I, hearing what you're saying to me right now, I would, I think you should run performance. Yeah, because because I here's think you'll you benefit from it. Yeah, what you're asking for is basically a patch job. So you're saying, hey, I want to continue to train the way I've been training, but also you know really start to fix my mobility, and you can kind of do that. But you're better off doing different exercises, doing different movements altogether. And bodybuilding style training, you know, it's body part focus. Look, I've been now for the last four months kind of training that way. And 100% my mobility is taking a hit to the point where a full overhead press now, I have to like warm up like I didn't have to before. So now I'm moving back to, you know, kind of different movements. So I think you should do a whole cycle of mass performance. And here's what's going to happen, Jennifer. You're going to build muscle. You're going to go back yep. to your yep. bodybuilding training, and you're going to all of a sudden be like, wow, I am responding like I did when I first started. Not only that, but the type of training that's in performance, because you, you've you traditionally been training like a bodybuilder as far as like the exercises and movements, it, they'll be so novel that you're going to get a nice boost in, in muscle. Totally. So you're going to build muscle and get more mobile by following this program. So you're still going to get the benefits you're probably looking for yep. from all your bodybuilding type of routines, but then also address your mobility. So in a perfect world, if I'm coaching you, I'm telling you, let's stop split right now. Yep. Let me give you maps performance. Let's run maps performance right now as it's laid out. And then if you want to go back to some of your bodybuilder type of routines, you can kind of do what I do. So when I run anabolic or any of our, our split or any of these like traditional bodybuilder type of aesthetic routines, I actually integrate my mobility days in there because I recognize how much that makes an impact on my movement and to the point that Sal's making why he feels that way right now. I've already learned that lesson enough times mm -hmm. that, hey, even when I become like bodybuilder Adam where I'm doing body, body, body part split routines, I still make it a point to have these mobility days or priming sessions where I spend a good 20, 30 minutes before my workouts in the week to complement uh, the bodybuilding training. Yeah, it, it, but you know, can, always consider this, okay? <laughs> that your programs or exercises or programming, it's a tool. So think of it like a screwdriver or a hammer or a crowbar. Like I could use a crowbar like a hammer and I'll get some of the work done, but it's not going to be as effective as a hammer. And your programming, if you're training like a bodybuilder and you're throwing in mobility work, that's definitely better than nothing, but it's not as good as training in a way that really promotes mobility. So I highly suggest you follow mass performance. It's three months. And at the end of that three months, go back to your bodybuilding training and you're gonna be like, wow, this is this is this was phenomenal. My body's responding 
the way that it did when I first started training. That's that's what you'll experience. Biggest challenge is going to be mentally. Right? Totally. Because it's such a drastic shift from the way that you do things. And uh, anytime anybody goes into a drastic change, there's going to be resistance towards it. So you just got to really trust the entire process and go through the program as it's laid out uh, and and just give it a give it a fair shot. Yeah. Embrace the suck. Yeah. You're going to suck at some of these movements because they're new. Uh, especially if you don't do a lot of multi-planner type of movements and you're going to, you're going to have to reduce the weight and just be okay with that. It's part of the process totally. and you're going to, you're going to reap more benefits because of that. But a great point, Justin, like that will be the most difficult part is because you're used to probably being really strong at all your bodybuilder movements. You're going to do something like a matrix matrix lunge, and you're going to be like, what the fuck is this? You don't know how many DMs I get about the matrix lunge. (laughs) Yeah, so you're going to do some things like that or a Z press, these things that are really challenging, and you're going to have to significantly reduce the weight. Mm -hmm. Well, I just started this. My first time was doing the Z press last week, and it was very awkward. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's okay. That's how it starts. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, okay, awesome. Well, I really appreciate it, you guys, and thanks for everything that you do. You got it. Thank you, Jeff. Right. Send you over that Jeffrey. performance. I, I appreciate that. Awesome. Thank no you. No problem. Yeah, every everybody goes through that. You, you do what you're good at. It feels different than when you do something you suck at. And when oh, you're yeah. in the gym and you're doing something that sucks, it's just a different mindset. Otherwise, you're not gonna like it. You're not gonna want to do it. I've mm-hmm. never met anybody who doesn't do that. Yeah, including, our, including everybody. Yeah, I yeah. do the same. I do that shit all the time. Yeah, yeah. Gravitate all the time to what I like. Yeah, but I notice, man, big time. Like I like I've been doing bodybuilding, and uh, I have lost mobility in some areas I did not think I would lose mobility in. And now I got to go back and start training differently. And, um, you know, I fall prey to it as well. You know, I think that the part that helps me when I have to do things like this is, is shifting mentally and thinking like, you know what, if I'm really bad at this, one, there's huge opportunity to get better. Totally. Where there's opportunity to get better, there's where the growth and strength yeah. and everything comes. And so I, I know that even though it sucks that I have to reduce the weight, that it's challenging for me, I go, oh, well, this is great because there's lots of opportunity for change and growth here where if I go back to my traditional bench press or these movements that I always do, yeah. it, you don't feel that way. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is, I've done it's this. Like shifting that anxiety to excitement. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like yes. Changing it. Our next caller is Dane from Kansas. Dane, what's happening? How can we help you? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Uh, big fan. Been listening to you guys for nearly four years. Yeah. Uh, my dad turned on to you guys. So he's uh, he was traditionally always an endurance guy and got him switched over to weight training and kind of changed his outlook over longevity. So I uh, appreciate what you guys do. Beautiful. Uh, so um, I've been lifting on and off since I was an early teen, um, about 20 years now. Last seven years, I've really uh, focus a little bit more on my squat and deadlifts, the legs, you know, early years, definitely focusing on beach muscles, wanting to look good. Right. So, uh, I've seen development in my quads and definitely my glutes, but I don't see any progress in my hamstrings. My lifts continue to progress, but, uh, as far as aesthetics go, hamstrings just look like flat as boards. So, uh, do I need to increase accessory work there or decrease other volume if I do that? Yeah. Are you uh, are you a uh, conventional deadlifter or a sumo deadlifter? Conventional. Yeah, oh, wow. Good. Dane, I'm going to congratulate you. You're the first guy yeah. I think that's ever asked us if they could develop their hamstrings more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so that's pretty awesome. <laughs> but it's also really, it's actually a, a challenging. There's not a lot of exercises for it. That's why, right? I'll, I'll you, give you the yeah, mass building not, combo, okay? Yeah. Because at one point, I focused on my hamstrings because I wanted a better deadlift. And this combo right here gave me really, really great results, okay? Romanian deadlift, mm. okay? So really, okay. really well done Romanian deadlift and a leg curl 
uh, of some type. My favorite was a physio ball leg curl. I could squeeze the hamstrings at the top. People think that that's not a great, that's a phenomenal hamstring mm. developer. Those two exercises right there or similar ones, like a single leg deadlift or a good morning or a seated leg curl Nordic or a lying curl leg curl. crazy. Say what? Nordic curl. Well, yeah, Nordic curls. Crazy. Yeah, you got to get real strong for that. Yeah. But, but that combo right there, Romanian deadlift with some kind of a leg curl and watch what happens. And what I would do is I would put that at the end of my workout. You could reduce some of your volume from well, your squats. Well, no, no, just use our program. Why would you? Dana, do you have MAPS Aesthetic already? I do. I ran it two years ago, and I'm on phase one right now. Oh, that's um, the focus session. Yeah, I'm yeah. Doing it again. Yeah, run that. Make that your make that your focus sessions, and then do, take Sal's advice on the move, movements. Include those movements in your routine, and you should see good development. That's it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, and then obviously, okay. So what I didn't ask you too, though, like makes a difference. Uh, is doing that in a bulk. Sometimes the the challenge is if you're doing something like that in a cut and you're expecting to see this growth in your hamstrings and you're not seeing it because you're in a calorie deficit while you're also trying to build your hamstrings. It's no different than the the skinny girl who wants to build her butt and she wants to stay skinny by dieting all the time. And I'm like, can't I, I, I can't build your butt. It doesn't matter what great exercises I teach you because you're in a caloric deficit. So keep that in mind too, that you should be in a surplus uh, while you're trying to build. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I've traditionally been in cuts when, you know, doing aesthetics. So, oh, yeah. uh, definitely at, lately in the last six months or so kind of changed up my mindset and, uh, been trying to increase that a little bit. Oh so. yeah. That'll make a difference. Yeah. And make sure you have, Dane, have is you, it hard to connect to your, question. your hamstrings? Yeah. Um, I think where I feel it the best is kind of those straight leg deadlifts or, uh, or good mornings. Um, sometimes I feel a little bit more of my glutes than I do anywhere else there, but yeah. Do you ever get a pump in your hamstrings? No, hardly ever. All right. I'm going to give you a tip. Mm -hmm. This is really good for really getting a pump in the hamstrings. Do a lying leg curl machine, but when you curl the weight up, take your thighs off the machine. Okay. So what you're, what you're going to want to do is arch your back and stick your butt up as you do a leg curl. Cause you're trying to make the exercise easier. Instead, yeah. what you're going to do is you're going to push your thighs up and drive your hips, hips down, down. Yeah. while you leg curl, focus on the squeeze and go reps higher than 12. And that should give you a pump. And if that once you start to get a pump, you can connect to the muscle. So try try that okay. out. Yeah, I definitely will. I appreciate that. You got it, Dan. So. Thanks for calling in, man. Yeah. Thanks, guys. No problem. Right on. I give him some free programs, but we gave too many away earlier. Yeah. <laughs> now no, you know that they roll out. Well, yeah. it sounded like he had aesthetic already. And yeah, that's the does. program for him yeah. to be running. I mean, that's why we wrote it. Yeah, but that, I haven't talked about that leg curl um, tip in a long time. Um, I don't think but, you ever have, actually. Yeah, I don't think I've ever talked about yeah. it on the show. You guys know that. I mean, you guys, I'm sure, had clients I've, do that. Yeah, I've tried that. Out. No, I've actually never done that on line leg curl. I would. What I would do is I would actually. So most of the gyms that I trained at would have the the standing one where you put your knee on one yeah. and the other, oh, yeah. and you get that same type same of thing, kind yeah. of yeah. Keep, yeah, bring your Hips yeah, down. Yeah, yeah that's why I like the physio ball leg curls because it, uh -huh. it already it automatically encourages you. You're bridging. Yeah, because what hard. happens is when someone's doing a leg curl, what they'll do is they'll, as it gets hard, they'll activate their hip flexors. Yes, and yeah. they'll do this kind of like arching motion to try and curl their legs, and it actually decreases and you, the and activation. Use momentum from their calves. Yeah, so you get calves, calves, and hip flexors. Yes, because the the gastroc also flexes the knee just mm -hmm. like the hamstrings do mm -hmm. yeah so I, that's common actually when you get people and that's how you know like that's your issue is that you feel calves and yep. hip flexor work when you're doing something like that our next caller is stella from australia stella how can we help you <laughs> hi um so so good to meet you guys <laughs> yeah, you do we love it you is, thanks it is one in the morning here so i'm just 
Sorry if I'm a bit quiet. <laughs> That's all right. We hear you. Um, so I have a question for you and um, it's about, you know, traveling and, you know, maintaining all your muscle you've built. Okay. So okay. for backstory, I lost 20 kilos over the span of a year. Um, I'm in the gym every day, like for a year and a half, been in the gym every day, uh, five days a week. Well, not every day. Um, and I spent all that time like building all the muscle and now I'm planning to go to Europe for six months and, um, I don't want to watch everything I've built like melt away. Oh, we've got something don't for laugh. you. We you, got hey, something hey, for you. You called at the right yeah. time. <laughs> Absolute right time. We have a program called Maps Bands. We just released. This is like the launch period. It's an advanced yeah. bands workout. So most programs with bands are all about convenience and they're typically tailored to body uh, to beginners. But we wrote mm -hmm. a bands program for people who like who are gym fanatics, people who are fit but also want to use bands because bands have unique uh, benefits. This is an everyday yeah. workout. So you'll be working out every day with bands. And not only will you not see your gains go away, but you'll probably see new progress with it. Mm -hmm. So we'll send that to you. Is that, is that, I've never thought that was possible. Like I've always thought that was so like, you, can you build muscle with bands and like body weight and stuff like that? Oh, yes, mm -hmm. you can. Stella, we're going to send, so listen, we just recorded an episode on this and explained why. And the, and the best strength athletes in the world have known this for a long time. Westside Barbell, which really revolutionized powerlifting. One of the things yeah. that they did was use what's called accommodating resistance, right? Which is using bands. The Soviets did it. Um, it has unique properties and we're going to send the, the, what's the episode number where we talk about bands there? It's, it's, episode, a it's yeah. episode 2080. So listen to that. We'll explain it to you, yeah. but we're going to send you the program and no, you're not going to lose any gains. You're going to get, um, you're going to get, uh, gains from it. You're going to see progress from it. Yeah. Are you going to have access to your computer uh, while you're traveling? <clears throat> Yeah, 100%. Okay, so here, here's here's what I want from you is we're going to give you the program for free. Doug's going to put you in the forum, and we're going to give you the program, and then you're going to stay up with us. So I want to hear about it three months later in the forum. Amazing. Yeah, totally. I just never thought that was possible. Like, that's because um, also in the future, I didn't – I don't think I'll be going to the gym every day in the future. Like, ugh, it's just once I've built the muscle I want to build, I kind of just want to eat off the gym and maintain it. Yeah. Um, and kind of my, it's not sustainable to be in the gym forever for me. Right. So that. Well, no, no, <laughs> here's the good news with that, Stella, whatever you do, whatever you do to build uh, studies will show anywhere between one third to one, like seventh of the volume is required to maintain. Yeah. So maintaining requires much less work than, than the work it took to get there. So you'll be fine. We got you covered. Yep. Oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, no problem. I was so <laughs> torn up about that. Yep. Yeah, no problem. You're all set. Let us know how it goes, okay? okay thank, you. thank you so much. Right. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. Right, Tell right. go, go to bed. Go to bed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's too late. I will. Yeah. See you. <laughs> thank you. Who are these people that go on vacation for six months? I want to know what, yeah, how the hell does that, that work. That's, that's the new generation. I don't think I've ever gone on vacation for longer than two weeks. Three yeah. weeks? You guys well, ever done? What's the longest? This is a thing. Like after you can college, barely afford right? to do that now. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, it wouldn't even be a vacation. I got little kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. Traveling for six months. I'm like, let me go home and go to work. Yeah. I think yeah. it's because we're Americans. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, the Australians, Australians, Europeans, I think they travel quite a bit. Yeah. They do. That's true. That's true. I know in Italy that, uh, I mean, most people take the entire month. This is everybody. The whole month of August off. 
Yeah. Unless you own restaurants and stuff, you, you're just done for the month of August. Pretty crazy. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. But, you know, that's a common misconception with band workouts is that they, they're they not uh, as effective. It's not true. It's just you have to program the workout differently. She's perfect for this. And oh, she's yeah. going to she's gonna be like, this I didn't realize. Especially I could if you're traveling. I mean, and that's something we don't like highlight because that's like what people usually think of bands is like, oh, this is kind of like a an easy thing that I can conveniently bring with me. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if there's a way to do it where you can maximize your effort and actually like build muscle. 100%. I, I hope she does it So because I'd love to hear how it goes for her. I hope she does it and, and follows up with us. Exactly. Look, uh, if you like Mind Pump, if you like our programs, but you don't necessarily want to take that big step, well, check this out. For under $5 a month, you can get a MAPS workout on Instagram. So if you go to Mind Pump Media... Go to that page, subscribe. It's less than $5 a month. You get a workout every single week updated. It's pretty cool. Go check that out. You can also find all of us on social media. So Justin is on Instagram, Mind Pump Justin. I'm at Mind Pump Sal and Adam is at Mind Pump Adam. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump. <laughs>